0: Search to find the love within, I came back to let you know. Got a thing for you, and I can't let go. My friends wonder what is wrong with me, but well, I'm
1: in the day. Hey everybody, and welcome to Rope for Therapy, a podcast where. I have nobody to answer that question. My name is Stephen Baker, and I am the host of this podcast. If you've ever listened to our podcast before, you know that this is a podcast based around giving advice to people who submit questions to our website, 2BrokeForTherapy.com. If you listen to this podcast, you also know that we have not really had a podcast recently. This has been a weird year for a lot of us. Uh, As you can tell, it's just me here right now, and there's no falling out between the homies or anything like that, but... People are busy. They get busy as we get older, you know. uh, Trevor is no longer the co-host of this podcast currently because he's in school. He has a girlfriend. He balances work. He does a lot of things. He even has a dog son, which I'm sure once he's on the podcast, we can get into uh, how that actually happened. But for now, I'm going to take the podcast back over. It's been a while, and I'm aware of that, and I do want to address that, of course. But for me, I had to take a break. When the podcast ended... We kept it going for a little bit into the summer, and you know we would do episodes here and there, but it just wasn't consistent enough. And that does have to do with a lot of us getting busy. Everyone just kind of did their own thing. I'm not mad at anybody. The podcast didn't really suffer too much because we just stopped it. But that being said, season three will be different. We're not going to have any more Xanderwave mixes. I'll still try to mix something together on you know, Adobe Premiere and maybe toss it in at the end, but... And to be honest, the podcast kind of has to change. It's a new season, and I'm interested to see how this format finds itself. But it was hard to get a lot of people to produce the same amount of content per week, especially Sam making a mix. I mean, that took like an hour and a half per mix. Trevor, with just being on the podcast and helping me plan it and also trying to organize guests, I mean, the kid was going through, you know, midterms and finals all the time and studying. I mean, political science is a crazy degree to try to get. I mean... I can ask a lot of people I feel that would listen to this podcast what political science is, and I feel like some people wouldn't know. But that being said, of course, the podcast is still going to keep going. I had to think about it. I had to reevaluate it. And I had to think about what I liked about the podcast and what I didn't like about the podcast. And it took me a while. (laughs) I'm aware it took me a while. But that all being said, I do think I have a pretty good idea for keeping this going and keeping it interesting. The old format was great, but there was episodes people liked and some people didn't, and to be honest, towards the end, we started getting some really rude messages. We don't know if it was people that held grudges about us in the past or anything like that, but keeping something going that doesn't really get a lot of questions submitted to it, but maybe, you know, two or three a week, which of course are good, but when two of the three of those are basically telling us to go kill ourselves, it's hard to feel motivated and that people actually like this. And it was, you know... Growing on me as the guy who checked every email of people literally being absolutely harsh. And, you know, there, there's it's not like I took that to a deep offense, of course, like I get that. But to try to put something down or put somebody down that is just doing something that they like and you know want to share with other people is kind of fucked up. And of course, that didn't like necessarily stop the podcast, but it gets hard after a while to keep something going where the only feedback you're getting is hate. You know, of course, it wasn't like referencing to the podcast like that was shit, which would have been at least constructive feedback. Instead, it was, you know, your shit, die. But hey, we're still here. And Trevor and I are still best friends. Sam and I are still best friends. We live in the same house together. I play Fortnite with Sam all the time. Me and Trevor, you know us, we'd be drinking, we'd be hanging, we'd be doing the usual stuff. And he's going to be on the podcast as much as he wants. And that kind of leads to the next little portion of this, you know, monologue, if you will about what the podcast is going to be going forward. We're definitely still going to give advice, and we definitely still want you to submit questions to 2brokefortherapy.com. But to be honest, I want this podcast to be consumable. I want people to listen to this podcast. I got to a point where it was hard for me to produce an hour and a half long episode, and those still might happen if the podcast calls for it. But for the most part, I want to make this easy for you guys to listen to as well as like fun. And I know that it can be hard, especially for people that don't listen to podcasts that often, to commit to over an hour of something without getting bored. So I'm going to try to tighten the podcast up to be within an hour every week. And you could choose to spend that hour with me a week if you want. If not, no big deal. I never really beg people to listen to the podcast. I put it out, tell people about it. If they listen to it, they do. And I love them for it. And if you guys are listening to this right now, I definitely love you. But for the most part, I want to have as many people on as I can, whether I have a guest for you know, 35 minutes or even five minutes and, you know, segment the podcast how I want to. This thing is kind of supposed to be like jazz, right? It's a podcast. It's a conversation. It's supposed to be free-form and improvisational. And instead, I find myself having to structure it so tightly and put all these segments in, which were great. And I did enjoy, like, having a structure to the show. And we definitely still will have a structure. There will be a beginning, middle, and end to every podcast. But for the most part, I don't want to have to really worry about, you know, forming a conversation. I just want a conversation to happen. And I want our advice to be truthful. And I want people to understand that this podcast isn't a negative thing. It isn't a way for people to, you know, brag about their accomplishments and stuff like that. This is a podcast about failures. I mean, Too Broke for Therapy, of course, is like, oh, it doesn't mean we don't have a lot of money. Like my whole thing about Too Broke and that whole, I don't know, I guess, brand that we try to make was, we never have enough. Like, we should always keep striving for more. And that's what I realized. And that's why I'm back. And of course, heartbreaks, getting caught up in other things, you know, work, everything gets in the way and it makes everything seem like it's so hard to do. But sometimes you just have to fucking do something. And I love doing this podcast and I love talking to people and I love putting this stuff out there. And I'm going to continue to because it's important to me. And I hope that at some point, you get something that's important to you out of this. So thank you guys so much for listening, and the podcast will come out every week, and the podcast will continue to change and form itself, but I can tell you that I'm back, baby. And before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to everybody that asked me where the podcast was, and everyone over the last year that has just come up and been like, too broke for therapy, dude, what happened to it? You know, you guys are the people that made me realize that people actually give a fuck about this thing, and I love you for that, and especially the people that inspired me and make me want to do more creative things. Thank you for being you. And outside of that, I want to have interesting people that inspire me on the podcast. And we're going to have guests in some episodes. It's going to be just me rambling into the microphone as you're listening to now. But I can guarantee it will be more entertaining than a recap of why the fuck this podcast hasn't been produced. But of course, there is a guest on this episode. We have to. It's the first episode of season three. And what better fucking guest to have than my co-host from season one, Ben Simons, an absolute fucking legend, a great motivator. You know, when I told Ben, I wanted to start the podcast up again. The only thing he asked me is how could I help? I love that guy to death. I'm so glad I can get him on the podcast and kind of get you guys, you know, reacquainted with Ben. If you've ever listened to this podcast, especially during season one, you know, Ben was my co-host for about 25 episodes. And I haven't seen Ben since then, which is crazy. And this whole podcast is kind of us kind of getting reacquainted with each other. And I hope it's kind of you getting reacquainted with Ben if you listen to those old episodes. And if not, just sit back and relax and listen to this fucking guy just riff. He's a great guy. I love him to death. Anyone who knows Ben loves him to death. And you're going to find out why if you don't already know. And if you do, get ready, baby. Ben Simons on the podcast again, just riffing Papa Steve and and Benny S sweet, just solo dolo riffing, baby. It's great. And of course we give advice. Ben talks about what it's like to live with his significant, be a dog dad, as well as we give advice to how to establish a social scene when you move somewhere and just in general, what it's like to, you know, fucking live in LA, but it's cool. It's great. And I'm excited for you guys to get to listen to it. And I know that that first song was a little too on the nose with the Bobby Caldwell, But the second song, we're going to keep the vibes going. The Two Broke for Therapy classic vibes. We're going to play some fucking bangers, dude. So let's get into it. Ben Simons. Then after that, we're going to have a small little recommendations portions from me. And just saying bye, a sign-off, if you will, for the first episode of Season 3 of Two Broke for Therapy. Thank you guys for listening. Keep it locked.
2: It's a, it's a green light. Take a left, then we take a right. Me and Zay in the beamer, that's a scary sight. Air Max on my feet, looking China White. I know you smell the loud on me, that's that dynamite. Boom. Fuck a bitch, boy, fuck a nigga too. Shit. Get the money, then we jump back in the spaceship. Mm. Told my girl drive the car, yeah I'm pussy whipped. The world whip. is mine, time is money, I'm forever rich. I found my wave, I was surfing, I remember it told me keep your eyes on jellyfish oh. Bitches, stinging, niggas, leeching, doing everything Fuck, the truth, that's a fact They can never, never fuck a bitch, boy, fuck a
1: nigga, too shit We should posted we just postmated some sushi Hey, that was pretty good sushi, eh? Hey I had a couple hand rolls I now know what one piece means I thought it was just one roll No, just two hand rolls, five dollars each Fuck it, it's Sunday <laughs> It was um, great It was great Guys I've got a very special person sitting next to me right now. I'm sitting next to Ben Simons, co-host of Two Broke for Therapy, season one. An absolute legend when it comes to the podcast. People love him. You know him. You love him. He's been gone for a while in Los Angeles. He's up here currently for Sam Hart's birthday, which is today. The boy turned 25. Shouts out to the taco kid, the taco boy, the taco lover. Shouts out to Tracy. And shouts out to Tracy for giving birth to our sweet, special boy. Her favorite oldest son (laughs) and if i could say one thing i would like to say ben it is so great to have you up here you have actually not been to our house you have not been to san francisco in a while right like how long was it between you leaving and now roughly
3: it's been my entirety of la i haven't come back since
1: so that's like what a year and a half no it's it's about a year and a half yeah yeah
3: it was july
1: July and then that's when we got gifted trevor in a uh, in a fair trade agreement between southern <laughs> california and northern california You know, we had a we it's had like a we had MBA. a flop. Yeah, yeah, we had a flop, you know We sent him down south and now plays for the clippers. This is ben <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sadly the lakers, you know the deal didn't work out um, But it's lovely to have you up here, you know It was cool to uh, get to catch up with you and everything but how how's it? Uh, how's it ben being ben? How's it? How's it ben? B- how's ben? it ben being ben? How's it uh, ben being back up here? Uh, really good uh, What's changed? Have you noticed anything that's changed? Well, first off, it's been really different coming to visit
3: you guys here in Ingleside. Yeah, the actual it, house. Yeah, because we I've, have a space. I've only
1: known Sam's downtown apartment and my apartment. Uh, yeah, Sad Boy Studios, the original. So you've never been to the Sad Boys Mansion. I haven't the Manor. The Manor, and here you are. It's it's been quite a long time. So it's it's cool to have you back up here, and obviously like ha- us having this like space is something that we've shared with a lot of people, and you've definitely been, like, the top of the list to come and visit. And it's really cool to have you in here. It's weird because I do have, like, 20 photos of you in my room. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when people come in my room, they're always like, who's this guy? And I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, 2016. This is, uh, you know, the old co-host of the podcast, hence why we have uh, a bunch of photos with random people on the wall. So since you've been gone, not to, you know, reference Avril Levine, Is that Avril Levine? Since you've been gone? Can I get a fact check, producer? Kelly Clarkson, wow! Steve Carell, shouts out to the 40-year-old virgin. Judd Apatow, shouts out. Freaks and geeks, talking to my favorite freak and geek here, Ben Simons. (gasps) He's got the glasses on. He's got everything that I want him to wear. Ah. How do you think the city has changed since you've been gone, if I can ask you a Kelly Clarkson question?
3: It's really difficult. I didn't really get to see as much as I wanted.
1: Um, You've been here for like two days and you have to fly out tomorrow morning. Yeah.
3: The mission was definitely still the mission. It's so that was cool. The same. Bars um, are there. People are there. Yeah. Definitely saw the same feel. I really wish
1: I could have gone
3: by the old stomping grounds. I definitely walked past Taylor stitch just to. That's great. See, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think I would need a little bit more of a
1: litmus test on the different areas to really give it a good. A good, a good accurate representation yeah. of how you feel But it was it was a lovely time, I'm sure I've had you a great time, I yeah, love it up here, yeah, man Yeah, I know you do, that's the thing, and we miss you up here And yeah. It's really good to have you on the podcast You know, I definitely want to ask you a couple questions <laughs> Just kind of about where you've been And also kind of, you know, how the past Year and a half has been Because I miss you, and we kind of did this The other night where we sat in my room and we caught up and stuff But it's, it's a kind of uh, You know, I'm very happy for you I feel like you're in a, a better place down there you know, obviously, we loved having you up here, like I just said, and you know, it was definitely a, a great time, even up until the day you left. I think we had a lot of fun, but you know, it's better for you to be back down there, closer to your family, in my opinion, and of mm-hmm. course, your lovely girlfriend, Madison. Uh, very, very cool to get to live with her, I'm sure. And also, you have two dogs, man. You're a dog dad. I'm domesticated, man. Yeah, you're. You're. You know, living under a, a roof. Okay, that one was <laughs> flat land on <laughs> my face on that joke. So what's it like? Uh, how's it been? Tell me, tell me about the last year and a half in your in your mind. You left obviously here to go and work for Red Bull. So how's mm. that been? It's been a roller coaster, man. What um, is it like working for Red Bull? Do you have like an IV of Red Bull in your vein? Like, do you could you literally oh. OD on it if you wanted to? For, yeah, hundred percent. I just know that my personality is the personality
3: of people at Red Bull, which is what like, smooth and sultry. <laughs> no. Like, type A, ambitious, trying to do really different shit, just aggressive, yeah, yeah.
1: trying to blaze a trail behind them. Like, that is the personality of somebody who works at Red Bull. It seems like you guys have a lot of fun. I, I see your, like, snaps oh, and yeah. Instagrams and stuff like that. And you guys, you know, for an office setting, oh my gosh, you guys are hosting a lot of costume parties. I feel like you could, yeah. you're literally living, the, one of the benefits of living in San Francisco, which is you can just wear costumes throughout <laughs> the entire year. You're kind of living that dream, but in Los Angeles. Yeah. And you live where? In I, L.A.? Uh, I, w- I always say Mar Vista. Mar Vista? I it's have no idea it's where like that is. Where
3: Venice meets Culver City,
1: meets Mar Vista, meets Marie Del Rey. Meets so it's like four points. It's like where everything yeah. kind of crosses. Yeah. And do you like the area? Do you like living there? Like, what is it like to live in LA? Uh, like, could you put it in like a kind of a juxtaposition compared to here? Like, I mean, as someone who goes to L.A., and I, ha- I to be honest, me and Trevor and a couple of friends, when we are down south, we always go to L.A. and spend a night there, and, you know, we've never done that when we were 21 plus, so it is actually mm. fun to go out. There's so much to do. Totally. We, you know, you bump into some random ass people in Los Angeles, let's just say that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's super cool, and I definitely catch the vibe when I'm there, but I don't think I could live there, you know? Mm. The lines, man, to get into bars alone.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, same here.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um,
3: The thing about LA that is really different than here is that you can go find a pocket of where you want to be, and that is what it is. And you're kind of contained in that. Where in San Francisco, the close proximity of everything, like you're brushing up against a bunch of different things. Exactly. Getting around LA is horrible. Like, there's no other way around it. It's just really bad to get around. But because it's so bad to get around, you have safety and security of whatever you're in at at that location
1: do you think uh working somewhere else because that's like it would be a different subset of the city right like Mm uh where you actually work do you think that it's cool to like get to hang out in two different areas like you kind of have like your bread and your butter
3: uh yeah kind of that's a baker's term (laughs) yeah so so where i live and where i work is considered like west side la so i live in like culver city santa monica's west side as well so like that's like the west side la culture um but i spend a majority if not a large amount of my time like downtown la which is a totally different atmosphere yeah
1: because that's where all the venues are that's where all the artists are that's where people go and go hang out like that's where the culture is yeah and speaking of that what do you actually do for red bull now because obviously we can you know that kind of leads into it
3: yeah um so i'm in artist marketing at red bull now uh as of late my position just got bumped up so i'm really excited about that great happy for you
1: Thank doesn't you. doesn't shock me to hear i could tell you that
3: it's been a grind though like i've definitely just put my head in the dirt been drinking just, a lot of red bull
1: i have been drinking a lot of red do bull do you have a flavor can i can we get this out of the oh, way yeah. i was gonna save this for the end but i want to oh, know yeah. what
3: what is your flavor we the got the audience red bull well, the is where red it's bull. at Yeah, it's what, like a tropical th- twist uh, that that is just the best
1: wow i'll have to give it a try i i'm a i'm a I used to, yeah, see, I used to drink the regular Red Bull, right? And then for a while, I was on the sugar-free kick. I still am. If I'm to crack a bull, I am going to get Go the sugar-free. light blue sugar-free 8.4-ounce can. Hey. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll hit, is that the, is that it? I don't know if I got it. You got, got the, it. Oh, I got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm, I am an addict, baby, blah, blah. <laughs> You know, as a guy who, like, makes coffee and, like, coffee is kind of my life right now, obviously, I don't necessarily want it to be forever, but it's definitely uh, got me. To a a decent enough spot in life where we have This like you know house and I get to live With my best friends and all this stuff but I don't mind a nice Red Bull. I'm telling you if you guys. Hey, nice not, I don't want to I don't want to do an ad here. All right, I'm not getting paid. i just I just have a friend that happens to work for the company. And, you know, we happen to be drinking a couple of Red Bulls right <laughs> now. I can tell you this. If you like sugar or not, Red Bull has two great options. But if you like colors that are almost flavors, they've got those options as well. <laughs> and I can guarantee the Red Bull yellow is your choice. Somebody hire this man. Uh, put me, hey, you're the, you, uh, you want me to send you a resume? I'll give you my LinkedIn <laughs> right now. My <laughs> Something's got to change at some point compared but. to public transportation. Although I knew you were big on Lyft when you lived up here how, What's the what's the change between uh, getting to work? Is it like do you like it? I mean You seem like a guy who can kind of be secluded in a car with a nice Tim Ferriss podcast, right? Oh, yeah Or a, you know a couple of great Drake albums Maybe you put on take care and just go back mm-hmm. a couple of years in your mind, but do you so, like the the drive, or do you like you know? Did you enjoy public transportation? Do you think it's a a hard life change?
3: Uh, I definitely miss public transportation. the The ability to like get through work or like really consume some type of content on your journey to work, it's great. is amazing, and having to drive during it really takes away from it. Like as much as I do you listen to safe. a podcast or a,
1: a audio book, like I can't focus 100 percent yeah no I, g- I get that sometimes i have to like re-listen to things if i'm like doing a task like yep. i can't like do any of my work to a podcast right like i usually listen mm-hmm. to music without lyrics um do you have like an ideal work music that you like to listen to obviously you you're a guy who probably has many a different um, oh, yeah. bpms going through your head oh, yeah. th- on a given day but there's one playlist on spotify that they make called like brain food or like brain
3: something brain food yeah interesting and so it's just like subtle beats it's like melodic house music basically. oh that's great yeah and i that's that's it for me. No, Not a lot of words, higher BPM, very rhythmic. Very Keep it th- going. Like sequential pattern
1: type. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were talking about this uh, when you and I kind of were catching up. You have a standing desk. Well, you have the ability to have a standing desk. I do. I know a lot of standing desk heads out here. Shouts out to Luis Hermona, mm-hmm. you know, the original god of Cuba. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying one thing and one thing. Only do you like the standing desk.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm too tall for my standing desk, which bums me out a little bit.
1: How tall? Can you give the people a uh <laughs> I, I just like having your stats out there, you know? Uh If someone I'm has to <laughs> create a podcast like baseball card book for us, you know, this would be a great thing to have.
3: Yeah. I'm 6'3", so they don't really make dust for my height. So I have to like stand in a in a like lean in a weird way. Uh, just like my legs are spread apart. So oh that, wow, that baby. Mice. That's
1: the, that's the way to work if you ask me.
3: Yeah. So, I definitely <laughs> look very odd when I'm like really deep in work. But you like
1: it? I love it. You're yeah. an ostrich of a man. You yeah, got, you got I yeah, yeah, I
3: need that. I actually didn't realize how bad my posture was because I've been so tall and only working at sitting desks until I was able to like change. Your position. Until the idea was introduced to me that you could change your position of how you work. It's not just where you sit. It's like you can actually alter what, where you are.
1: Uh, do you think that, getting back to the uh, Los Angeles thing, do you think that... Um, LA's culture is a little bit more vibrant than San Francisco. Obviously, we have a a big palette uh here of people mixing together and stuff like that but you know do you think people here this is what i've always felt about la and uh, san francisco is like in la it's like what can you do for me And here it's like what can you do for each other kind of you know it's more of like a community aspect mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of supportive at least that's the people i've met in la that are kind of in the industry that i'm interested in down there which is film obviously it's kind of like oh what have you done uh oh that's cool do you would you ever be interested in doing blah 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 or that mm-hmm. which is cool but at the same time it's kind of you know spongy down there
3: yeah no i completely agree la is all about what you can what what can i do for you what can you do for me yeah the i always like to think of cities cultures is how you how you commute and how you get around the city is the way the culture is so like in new york right like everybody is so close together that you have to interact with so many different people and and that's where like the strong new york attitude comes from San Francisco, same thing, but, like, it's a little bit more spaced out. You have, like, ease of getting around everywhere, and, like, that kind of has, like, the nicer um, notes to it. In L.A., like, you're so isolated. You're in a car all the time. Like, it's it's only about you, and it's always about protecting your bubble, your thing, Hmm. making sure that you can go to the next neighborhood, go up to the next house. And so that's kind of how it really lives out there.
1: That's a, that's a great representation. That like almost summarizes every question I g- was gonna ask you about <laughs> what it's like to live in LA. <laughs> almost that's great. Uh, have you seen La La Land? I haven't. actually. Oh man, uh, that was a question that I already kind of knew the answer to because <laughs> I just feel like that's <laughs> something that you would not be interested in. I
3: like Ryan Gosling though. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, like Emma Stone. Him uh, in, um, uh Place Beyond the Pines.
1: Oh, great flick. I'm a Drive head, but that's a that's a that's up there for me too. Drive man. was. If we're talking well. gauze movies, man, I I I put. All of those three up there. Um, Blue Wait, what Valentine? was the third? Oh, the third is La La Land. La La, La Land's oh, probably yeah, my yeah. second favorite Gosling performance. First favorite Gosling performance is probably Drive. That movie is fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even say anything. He says like 32 words yeah. in that whole movie. I loved it. He's just steaming the whole time. you know, Smoldering. Yeah, he's just like a lot, a lot of looks and a lot of uh, you know, 80s synth sounds. That's my kind of shit right there.
3: Who do you think said less, Ryan Gosling in that or uh, uh, in Mad Max?
1: Oh, uh, Tom Hardy. And yeah, uh, Tom
3: Hardy and Mad Max.
1: I would probably say Tom Hardy. He probably had less words. I think so. Yeah. I
3: think, I think that was actually under 30 words. Yeah.
1: I mean, he could have said a lot more. If I was Tom Hardy in that movie, the entire time that movie's going on, I'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> that would be like <laughs> the only thing I would be saying. But, you know, I, I'm not a you know super strong, broad gentleman that lives in the desert and has no water. So, you know, that mm-hmm. makes you kind of a badass, right? Um, so you live in LA and you've been there for a year and a half, and now you're really kind of a. Uh, and w- w- what do you guys call each? Uh, you're Los Angelins? Los Angelesians, Angelinos. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Angelinos, yeah. Oh, I'm into that. That's a lot more fun than San Franciscan. I like Angelinos. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a delicious Italian restaurant. <laughs> that sounds like the Italian restaurant they that they worked at in Drive. The the monsters. <laughs> um, the, well, that's a uh, that's actually like. quite interesting would you consider yourself like uh, a citizen of the city you're you're a patron you you give to small businesses
3: uh definitely um actually happened as of late i was sitting there having a conversation with uh somebody and i was like i forget that i live in la like la is home yeah that's crazy. oh it was right when i hit my one year mark and i was like wow like it was like i actually live here like this is the thing
1: yeah, That was like very similar for me like once I hit one year, it was kind of like all right cool Like I, mm-hmm. I like know I can survive here because I yeah. was like the real like litmus test for me It's like can I make it for a year on my own in San Francisco and I did obviously I wasn't alone I had a great support system, you know, mm-hmm. but that's great and you uh, you moved down I I wouldn't say it's the main reason But definitely a huge contributing reason to why you moved in the first place was to be closer to your girlfriend Uh, Yes but not not like a huge country. there is a lot of factors, don't get me wrong, yeah, but yeah. that is a bonus as well,
3: yeah, well, we had always had the idea of moving to New York together like way, way back way way back. We thought we'd go move to
1: New York, why New York? I just
3: always loved it, she had as well. think do you about think it's, New York is like
1: still something that you might do um
3: not at this point,
1: too much of an angelina yeah.
3: yeah New York has this has this thing where it feels like you can put in X amount of effort and hustle and add Y product and you get Z result. And like, there's a very clear formula of success in New York. And I like that part of it. Like you like, the grind. you like, you
1: like, you like the grind and the yeah. like for sure structure of it. But yeah. LA is so like anything can happen at any time. Almost. Yeah. But
3: and LA does it. not have that at all. No, no, no LA no. people are like, I need to have my time off. I need to have my relaxing time. Like you can't invade my time. Like, and I hate that man. Like, I Like, if I'm not narcoleptic and I'm not working every single hour that I have, narcoleptic might be the wrong word, but, like, insomniac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think narcoleptic means <laughs> you fall asleep <laughs> no, at no. random times. If I'm not an insomniac and not sleeping at all and not pushing myself to, like, my absolute limit, then
1: I'm not doing my best job. I know. You're such a hard worker. I think that's something that uh, definitely, like, helped drive not only the first season of the podcast when you are here, but also, like... A lot of our creative endeavors at Boy Studios, Sam's Music, um, obviously even transitioning into the embroidery stuff, you still wrap it pretty hard. You got a nice jacket made from I Crooked 8. Shouts out to the boy Sammy. He, uh, you know, producer Sam killing it with the embroidery game. Check producer on Sam. Screen. Yeah. He's, uh, but I think that you contributed a lot of like just positive energy when it comes to that, like motivation. And I think that that's something that is, you know, a huge value that I think you add to any social circle. So if you, you know, don't already know that, which I know you do, there's to uh, someone saying it aloud to you uh, at least more recently than probably 2 days ago when someone else <laughs> gave you a nice compliment like that you son of a bitch <laughs> thank you steven uh, that's what i try to do so it makes me happy yeah i can't i can't say enough how happy i am for you to actually be here it's cool like w- how we started this whole conversation like having you see the house having you kind of see where all of us ended up a year and a half ago mm. like to here is is hopefully kind of uh cool for you e- equally as it is for us to kind of watch from uh my black mirror phone screen no to, it is. to zoom in on you and uh, one of the things i want to ask you because i watch it so often on your social media is you have this you know lovely little black dog and you <laughs> have a little white dog and they're both cute we brought them up i want to talk about them what's it like to be a dog dad it's a personal dream of mine you're mm-hmm. doing it a year younger than me which is like shattering to my eternity (laughs) but at the same time I don't have a house we have a house that we could definitely have a dog because we have a backyard but our landlords won't allow it and that's like something that literally today at the park everyone was like we should get a dog we should get a dog and that's something that probably happens once a week we take out the trash we're like guys if we had a dog We'd at least take him out while we're taking out the traffic, feel me? <laughs> um, but I know that dog would probably be dead within a couple months. No. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> so no, 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 so no, 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 uh, But how do you take care of it? Like, do you do you like it? I guess the question I want to ask you most importantly is, what is it like to have, you know, two animals and be in a relationship? I mean, it's kind of like having little babies. It
3: is. I I, I feel like a dad. Like, I, I feel like I got domesticated very quickly. Yeah, they it domesticated look, you. <laughs> it, actually, I feel very responsible yeah that's gonna be crazy it is like i i can't You have to feed something yeah like i I actually feed myself (laughs) like i'll be out and like there's an actual reason to leave because i should go home and take out the dog you know and that's a very great excuse odd concept yeah it works out (laughs) sometimes but other times though it's like especially for me like i I like being the last one out like i I don't want to go home like i want to be out as long as possible seeing
1: people saying Shaking hands, yeah.
3: kissing babies, as long as humanly possible. You
1: got to kiss some dogs at some point, though.
3: Exactly. Well, the dogs kiss you, man. It's crazy. Um, but I will say it's it's changed in that the first dog was definitely Madison's dog. And then this second dog is now me and Madison's dog.
1: Will you tell the story about how this dog happened? <laughs> I, I like the story. You told me the other day, and it was pretty funny.
3: I don't even know how to start this story.
1: So basically, you didn't know that you were going to get this dog.
3: Oh, Yeah. So basically the the second dog that came into my life was a gift to Madison that wasn't confirmed with myself <laughs> who lives with Madison.
1: Need you know you need a co-signer here.
3: And um you know once it's already been gifted and you see somebody's face light up after they've received a puppy, you can't really tell that person no.
1: Has anyone's face not lit up when they've received a puppy? I don't
3: I don't think so, but my face definitely did not light up.
1: Because you were like, here's another one of these little babies.
3: Yeah, because I had to go pay for that puppy. And then um,
1: it was like a drug deal. You said "You just walked up, handed the money. She just handed you this dog. And it was it was a crazy thing.
3: The the lady that we got the puppy from had no emotional attachment to the dog. Like I thought that if you're getting rid of a puppy, you'd want to say goodbye or something. But she just we gave her a couple bucks and she gave us the puppy and that was it. She was out of there.
1: It's kind of like you know in this like in Airbud when every like dog movie there comes an emotional point where the kid has to be like I don't want you anymore. I don't like you. And then throws a little cup of tapioca pudding. I know the intricacies of the film Airbud. Um probably one of the best sports and basketball movies of all time. Um, and one of the best athletes of film of all time Airbud. Can I just say that guy literally went to space <laughs> in his career. So goddamn. Yeah. Keep it up baby if you're not already, you know, kaput. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Air Buddies, that was the <laughs> – you know, I, I spent a lot of time in blockbusters, too much time in blockbusters <laughs> looking at these intricate sequels. But, um, yeah, just in general, like, having a couple of dogs for me is a dream, but it's your reality. So what is the harsh realities of owning dogs? The harsh reality is having two dogs
3: isn't as easy as just adding more food. You know, a lot of people are like, if I have one, I can definitely do two. No, it's completely different because – different personalities different schedules different needs like they're not the
1: biggest dogs right no thank god so what what are the what are the honey's
3: probably like eight to ten pounds and i think hershey's gonna land at or herschel is gonna land at like 15 to 20 pounds maybe a little bit more we'll see but i mean like honey is a very pensive and chill dog she doesn't need a lot i've met her many times yeah and she's she's great yeah but Hershey is a very active dog, like a very like sporty dog, needs to go run, needs to go get out, like has a lot of energy. So taking two dogs out at the same time doesn't really work because they don't work at the same yeah. time.
1: They're not on the same clock. They're
3: not at all on the same clock. So it's
1: it's been uh, challenging. Do they get it, Do they get along? They're starting to. They're starting to. Yeah. Wait, how long have you had a uh, Hershel?
3: Uh, end second. of november and now okay. it's end of january all
1: right that seems like a a decent amount of time to s- yeah. need to get acclimated yeah no he's
3: he's getting it it's just he, i think he looks at honey as like another toy so oh it's just no. it's just about like making sure he doesn't get too rough and like i've never seen the side of honey before where she's just like i Fed am up. not fucking with you get out of my space if you come touch me oh i'm, I'm going to get you and <laughs> Yeah, I've heard some some screams. Um, Dog me
1: I, yelps are scary yelps. Yeah, we're like,
3: oh my god! And it's usually Honey because Hershey's just annoying the hell out of her.
1: How old is this young pupper?
3: Well, he's like five or six months. Okay, yeah. So I really Honey is
1: an aged dime.
3: Yeah, she's four.
1: Yeah, so that's like you know that's a big emotional disconnect. That's like having like instead of just having a baby and like a five year old, it's like. You know, you born the kid at like three and a half mm-hmm. and the five year olds just like dealing with yep. <laughs> this annoying person that just learned what poking somebody is. Yep.
3: And I will say, too, the one thing I wasn't prepared for was honey grew up getting the other dog. So honey wasn't like this cute little baby that was like hanging around anymore. Like she actually matured seeing a younger dog and like kind of lost that like puppy aspect of her. And like I wasn't really ready for that. So I, I kind of miss that part.
1: And is that kind of what you're getting back with this other dog?
3: Oh yeah, but this The the puppy of the other dog is like the crazy puppy Like the puppy that has so much energy is just all over the place Like honey was like it was like the cuteness, you know and like and she knew it, too So it was just like worked
1: and how is uh, you know Like I said you are in a relationship and that plays into a factor So what it, how do you find balancing the uh, workload when it comes to dogs? Because that's if I am to get a dog in the future I mean, I would love to be able to have a dog as a lone male, but because I think that's like that's better than having a Mercedes mm-hmm. in my mind. If I got a dog and I can af- have a place where I can literally live with a dog in San Francisco, that is the ultimate flex. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. You walk up to the park and you've got a dog and you're like some chill under thirty-something-year-old like kid with a dog. Everyone's like, that guy's got to live in a sick house. His dog is pretty cool. His name's like you know Peyton or something <laughs> sick. I'd actually name my dog Indiana because Indiana Jones took his name from the dog. Wow. The dog's name was Indiana, and then he <laughs> was named Henry after his dad. Anyway, but that's a good <laughs> dog name. I've got a I've got a lot of dog names going through my head. All I gotta say is this: if I am talking dogs, I'm getting excited about wanting one. And if anyone has an Australian Shepherd out there, please give me a call. <laughs> um, I prefer tails, but no tails. We can talk. I might just take a couple bucks off the pie's price tag, tag. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but balancing the workload, do you think that it's uh it's easy i mean it's got to be better to have a partner that's what i'm saying like being alone and having a dog is a big responsibility that's something where i'd be like i've got to go and take care of this dog for a Mm -hmm. little bit where for you it's kind of like how do you divvy up the time and like responsibilities is it equal or is it you know different things
3: um it wouldn't be possible if madison didn't have a more flexible schedule um the way i work if i had a dog by myself i would need to go home every day at lunch to go take out the dog wow because as a puppy the puppy is you know, you need to make sure that it's trained and can go to the bathroom. You can't have it locked up for eight hours. That just breeds a bad puppy. Yeah. So if I didn't have Madison, who thankfully has a very flexible schedule, you know, she nannies, she babysits, and she's can go home or work from home and do stuff like that, having another puppy wouldn't have been possible for me. Wow. And I didn't really realize that because I was like, I always wanted a puppy really bad. Yeah. But...
1: you're a, You're a human. Yeah.
3: But I... If I... I would not have chosen to make the sacrifices at work if I had the choice, hmm. so having Madison is the only way that this actually works. Well, shouts out to Madison, yeah,
1: and how are you two? Just just you know we didn't really chat about this when we mm-hmm. caught up, but are you guys doing well you got you you still uh love the lady a lot. I'm sure it grows by day by day,
3: yeah, no, I think we're actually at the best place that we've ever been,
1: and do you think living together has brought you to that moment? That's something you know for me. I've said this on the podcast literally since the first episode where Mm. you and I were on it with a group of, you know, 12 people Well, basically almost. I think like two years ago. That's when the podcast when we started the podcast almost Um, but I said like living with a girl is something that I I mean I can only like dream of because it's never happened for me But at the same time I I know it can have like drawbacks and benefits and I'm just always interested in when I know Mm. Somebody who is living with her significant as you used to coin um (laughs) But do you think it's something that like has helped the relationship grow or has it been, you know, we've had situations, you know, that we've known multiple types of people where it just doesn't work out mm-hmm. because of, you know, having to learn how to balance just existing with somebody else. And you, you had a pretty good answer when we talked about this the other day. It's more of like a, it's a partnership, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, it definitely wasn't easy. Yeah. Coming into it. Like we were distanced for a year and a half. And to go from that to going to seeing your significant 24-7 is really hard, yeah. you know? And I think Madison would say the same. It's it's very, very different and difficult and, like, you get into a rhythm about things. and It's finding space.
1: It's finding time.
3: Yeah. And I, I would say that if I can just come off the bat with, like, a recommendation is just, like, really sit down with yourself and think about what makes you you at your home and i never really did that right like so when we moved in together like i gave madison like full control of like certain aspects of the home because i was like i don't want to deal with this like i trust her and she does it but i quickly came to realize like i really did care like there was a lot of things i really (laughs) did care about and i wouldn't know until after it was being done so there was a good six to eight months of us acclimating to living together yeah where I would say that... There's got to be a period yeah, of it, you know. Where we definitely loved each other, but there was periods where we definitely did not like each other. Where it was just, like, really hard to overcome. Like, there's certain aspects of me where... You know, I always thought of myself as, like, a clean person, but there's just another level of cleaning that <laughs> my eyes just don't catch. And she does, so it was... I, that was a rude <laughs> awakening the, uh, for me.
1: <laughs> it can always be a, a, a Richter scale of, uh, of issues. Okay. What did you s- tell me the other day? You had to clean the top of books. Oh you yeah. never knew?
3: I never knew that that dust accumulated on top of like books and like things. Things and like you need to wipe that down consistently. That was just like that I just never <laughs> thought of it.
1: <laughs> you just kinda blow on things, clear it off. Yeah, I mean like a religious text you pull out of a library. <laughs> I found it. Um well, that's great, and i'm I'm so like happy to hear that you guys are doing well because I know that that, like you know, other than being in Southern California, being closer to your family and just kind of uh having a great opportunity was mm. a great uh, you know added bonus to get to grow that relationship. And you know obviously we are all fans of her as well. and you know, we hope her the best if you are listening, Madison. No, she, she doesn't
3: bro- listen to this i I checked in after the end of the season when I left, uh. and I was like, did you ever listen to these?" And she was like, mm. I was like, okay good.
1: See something. No, this is this is the biggest issue is I told somebody like I did the same thing where I was like did you like you don't even listen to my podcast and she was like, yeah, I don't and it Comes to fruition that she'd listen to every episode <laughs> And I was like, Toast? what no, like while I, I confronted her and I was like, I, you know You don't support what I do. It's like it kind of bumps me out, right? It's like, uh-huh. you know, I put a lot of time and effort into this I it's not that you have to listen and stuff like that and I've heard that it can be kind of like too weird for certain people to listen to it because it is so personal and stuff like that, but you know She was just straight up always like I don't listen to it like it's it's not like my thing I don't like podcasts too long and I'm like, oh man, but Comes to fruition that she listen every episode anew. too much. <laughs>
3: oh boy
1: um, Yeah, she wasn't really happy, but hey fuck it. She's mean um, <laughs> But it's it's you know, I, I appreciate that people can be in a relationship and not listen to the podcast at the same time because I can kind of see where it gets bumpy Especially the past episodes But I think where we're gonna bring it to this season is more of a let's kind of not air out all the dirty laundry <laughs> uh, And make people specifically mad at Papa Steve Yeah, like this is sad and I and I just want to share this with you But like a majority of the questions we started getting towards the end of the podcast was like Straight-up questions just like there were just messages basically telling like me and Trevor to kill ourselves Whoa. Like go jump off the bridge like fuck you guys and like it might have been coming from one person Obviously, I don't think multiple people were ganging up on us but like it takes a lot of effort to Think of these creative ways for me and Trevor to keep killing ourselves and this guy was like our girl who knows we Were was really like hitting it and it kind of like It didn't like bum me and Trevor out But we like really did enjoy answering questions that people sent and we did like, you know We huh. put some thought into it and we would always ask the guests and they like always got a kick and I think that the structure of the show of asking questions, which is just what we're about to get into, is uh, is great just because it's uh, we don't give good advice. We literally say in the beginning of the show, you know, mm-hmm. we are not therapists. We but are not <laughs> therapists. <laughs> but uh, we're not know, what Steve uh, therapists. There you go. And thank you. Uh, that was for <laughs> the fan base. But outside of like that, it's just it was kind of a bummer. Definitely deteriorated our want to do it just because you know. It sucks to get those messages week in and week out and, like, waking up to them and just being like, dude, like, who could possibly give that much of a fuck to, like, say that stuff to us all the time? Was it the same email? I don't know. That's the thing is we let people submit questions anonymously at 2 com slash submit so people could never have to put their email or they can make up a fake name because that's the whole thing Mm. of the anonymity of it all and everything. So it's cool, and that's how I want to keep it. I want people to be able to submit questions without us knowing who they are so they can ask honest questions, but... Just know, guys, we're back. Stop telling us to kill ourselves because if we were going to do it, we would have done it when we got all those emails. Um, but we are very Your efforts very happy are worthless. Be, yeah, and your efforts are worthless. You did not shut down the podcast. Yeah, just in general, we... Like taking questions, and we want to continue to. and You can always do that at slash submit. You can always also hit us up at TBFT podcast on Twitter as well. And it's funny because I haven't actually sent out an email yet. This is very early on in the process. Like, you're here. This podcast probably won't come out for another week or two, but you're here, and I wanted to make sure that you were on. But when I was home, I actually ran into an old friend at a local watering hole in our hometown where You know, it's called The Bungalow. It was... The Bungalow. Yeah, high school reunion. But I ran into somebody who... uh, I kind of brought this up to you that had a great, like, kind of question for me, or not even a question, more just, Mm -hmm. like, an opinion on my life that I wanted to share with you because I know that you are a great person, obviously, socially, as we've discussed earlier tonight. Um, But essentially, his question that I just kind of wanted to pose to you was he... Moved to a new city. He lives in a big city, you know Mm. He went straight out of college to a new place where he doesn't really know anybody and he works at a pretty solid spot You know, I'll say Spotify, baby and I think that He's definitely had problems just like getting acclimated to social interaction Maybe like, you know getting to know new people and like maybe he's a little too worried about the opinion of others and stuff like that But also like how do you just get out there and start because I think that's a big deal It's like, you know people really can limit themselves if they aren't comfortable trying to even go and explore other options and stuff like that. And knowing you, the king of social situations Mm -hmm. in my mind, uh, someone I aspire to be more like when I talk to people, how do you, uh, do you have any advice for this guy? I mean, I, I I legitimately think that he's a great person. I think that he should get out there more often. And I think that it really just takes getting out there. But what do you have to say about it, Ben? Uh,
3: first thing I want to say is I want to break the notion that confident people in social situations are always confident. Like there are definitely <sighs> I've seen multiple people get points, multiple places, multiple times where I've been just as shook as the next person, like having no idea what to say. And that's totally fine. I think, I think it's the gravity that people put on situations to really go interact that really ruins the whole situation. Uh, there's this one book, I think it's like 92 ways to talk to anybody Highly recommend reading that book. Hmm. It talks all about how when you're going out into a social situation, you need to do prep, right? Like, you treat social situations as a sport or a test.
1: It's just like when you get dressed to go to different situations. Exactly.
3: You spend time thinking about what you wear. You should spend time thinking about what you say. Wow. So you you should have certain things that you've already prepped, like things about pop culture, things about politics, things about music, things about sports that, like, are very approachable topics that you know the, the demographic of people you're going to go see that you can come you can go bring up and it makes a lot of sense like it like you really should th- like spend a minute at least of being like okay I, I know i can talk to somebody about this and talking them to uh in a in a language that makes you seem like an insider it's not about going to like a baseball game being like so when they score a touchdown it's being like oh, how many RBIs did this guy get this season? You know, it's like knowing the the nuances of how people speak about certain
1: things. And like specifically, I mean, his workplace, like working at Spotify, I'm sure it's very music-based and that's something you yeah. probably have to know about in your interview, right? So Exactly. Like you're not going to get through the front door without... Yeah, so it's like anything like that, like simple topics that you know is super popular in your workplace is also something that's like great to bring up.
3: Yeah, and I would say too, the other recommendation I would give is take the small victories from conversations. People always look to like, smash a conversation and hit it out of the park and
1: like have a very pragmatic or like that's a very comedian way of thinking in conversations like you sometimes if i like land a solid joke i'll just turn around and walk away it's like leave them on that
3: exactly or just take the small things it's like conversations are supposed to build relationships and relationships aren't built in one conversation true and if they are that's an amazing relationship you'll always hold it but if not if you're just out trying to go meet people Plant seeds and just, like, say small things so that people get more accustomed to you and how you speak
1: and what you speak about and just see where it goes from there. Yeah, having, like, my biggest thing that I would say recommendation-wise is obviously take those seeds that Ben just talked about and, you know, you will probably bump into those people again. Mm -hmm. I've talked about on, you know, the show before my whole thing about, like, introducing myself as Kyle in social situations that I think might never come back around. But if I know I might see somebody again I'll definitely introduce myself proper uh, And I do <laughs> not recommend you make a fake identity for yourself Sometimes it will come around and bite you in the ass <laughs> um, end to that. But it's definitely uh, Beneficial to take every opportunity You can to go out And if you see those people again like Be like hey remember when we linked up Or oh yeah I know you from this place And just try to like rekindle Any relationship that you've like had Even if it's just a small bump in or two Like I've met some great people just by, you know, seeing them a couple times at my work and then like having a conversation with them and just getting to know them. Right. And it just all starts because of an interaction and you can build the more interactions you have, you know, the greater a relationship can become.
3: Totally. And I would say, too, like as cheesy as it sounds like the more socially driven situations you put yourself in, the more likely you are to really succeed in bringing a relation or bringing a conversation to where you want it to go. Like you got to practice like it's it's not it's one of the hardest things to do, like have conversations like real conversations and move the conversation where you want. So especially meeting new people, people you don't know at all. Like just
1: keep meeting people. Yeah. And you'll get better at it. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, I, you know, the the last like notion that I want to hit here um, before we kind of jump out of this little segment with Ben is. How do how would you what piece of advice would you give for you know just kind of getting out there? Like, do you think that it's a confidence thing, just to kind of like take that foot and put out the door and like go out, or do you think it's more of like a it, it it's an energy thing, right? It's more than anything. It's like finding within yourself, like, to motivate yourself to want to go and do it because it's so easy to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah, it. It's and just Netflix about is so good. There's <laughs> so many options.
3: Planet Earth, too, baby. Just just leave the house yeah. and just see what happens. Like it. I'll it really is just about putting yourself in the situation because if you have a choos- choice to do something else, then you're obviously going to choose to do that.
1: You're going to choose to do the easier thing. Um, I've left the house many times and bumped into random people. You know, I've met, you know, love interests, great friends, just bumping into people randomly at a cafe or, you know, even on a bus. It's all it's all the same thing.
3: Mm-hmm. I I had a really interesting conversation with um, one of my buddies or who a whole. Uh, Legend Rahul. Yeah, he spends all of his time on the phone doing sales for real estate and like brokering deals, and he's really zoomed past me in his ability to communicate to people. And we used to be very much on the same playing field of being that person in a social situation. And now he very clearly like outwits me, out speaks me, is able to like really lead conversations. And it's because he spends all of his time talking on the phone. Where I spend a good amount of my time at work really like doing research, data, finding new artists, building things, you know, like computer work where I don't speak to anybody. So actually just the more you talk and the more you hear your voice and the more that you use your voice, the
1: easier it is to actually keep talking to people that you haven't met. That's probably the greatest piece of advice we've given all night. And we've given a lot of advice today. You know, you know, Ben, I love you. Love you too, dude. I'm so glad you're on and I hope you do come back up so we can have you on again and it's it's a pleasure you look great everything about you is great I'm so happy to have you in my room you're literally sitting on a yoga mat on the ground we're recording the pod I feel like it's 2000 fucking (laughs) 1516 whatever year it was uh but it's great to have you and you know uh I want to kind of like leave on one question that's a little bit more fun that's Mm -hmm. more just for you um do you have a favorite piece of music that you've had in the last year and a half that, you know, you can share with the people? I know Ooh. you're a guy who's deep in the game. I I've always valued your opinion whether I agree or not. <laughs> and <laughs> I uh, you know, would love you to just give a recommendation cuz I know, you know, people always value a band music drop. Mm, I have a lot, man. Well, you can you can name it. We've got t- we've got time. Sam's still packing. Yeah. Uh, number one artist
3: that I recommend checking out is this girl Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra. S-N-O-H-A-A-L-E-G-R-A.
1: She is phenomenal. What what kind of music would you put her in? Genre?
3: Like her own. Oh. She's like her own genre. Wow. Yeah. She she describes her sound as cinematic soul. So like however you listen to her music, there should be visuals playing in your head of, of what's happening. And I love that. Like yeah, it's, it's like it's like a voice explaining. from, from the past that's paired with. The modern happenings, and I l- I love
1: her sound. That's great. That's like, kind of what I feel like when I listen to like you know the Beach Boys or anything. It's just easy to mm-hmm. picture. But I feel like, you know, music for me and for you and for Sam and just like anyone that I feel like is like in our friend group is like probably our biggest bonding thing, right? I mean, that's probably 100%. how we all got. To know each other so well it's just from like playing music around one another and you know i i've always appreciated your musical outlook and i think obviously you have found a lane in the professional industry to allow mm-hmm. you to care more and more about that <laughs> by the days and get paid to do it so definitely everyone check out snow allegra right mm-hmm. and, uh, do you have any other recommendations what was the name of that book one more time just so we can give it a shout out
3: Oh, it was like 92 ways to talk to anybody
1: or something like that. The number might be different, but... you Type it in Google. Something something, something we'll give back. Um, Do you have any questions for me before we get out of here? Anything you want to know? Steven. You can ask. People, you know, I probably didn't say anything in the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How was the second season? For me, the second season was great. I, I had a great time. All the guests that we had on, we had some returning, some new. Um... It was really fun, you know with you It's really easy for me to get in like a really professional mode because you know how to carry yourself really well And uh when it was when we'd be doing the podcast in season one It was definitely like it wasn't business, but we had a good structure to it Mm -hmm. And in season two the structure didn't necessarily go out the window But it was like a lot more chaotic like the podcast really was saved in the editing a lot of the times (laughs) But I think some of the conversations we had were super fun I know probably my favorite episode of season two would either be the Corey Newton episode that we did because it was his last couple of days in San Francisco, and it was just kind of recapping our friendship and also just kind of, like, talking about it. It wasn't really so, like, podcast structurally based. It was more of just a conversation with Corey about his life and, like, why he's choosing to leave, and I think that that was a, a great time and that's like kind of how I want to structure this season is more conversational and more uh, engaging with people that I know and just kind of want to get advice from and get like not so speedy let's get to the next question kind of you know focus and give more elaborate answers and Mm -hmm. really help people and get different points of view so I like season two a lot and I'm excited for season three and I think that this podcast uh, has a lot of room to grow and I've had a lot of people tell me that they miss it and I'm excited to bring it back and I'm really excited to have you here for this and it means a lot to me and you know, hopefully to some people that have been listening to this since season one, it means a lot to them, too. Mm-hmm. And I hope it becomes a more regular thing, man. You're the, you're the king. I love you.
3: I love you, too, man. hey I hope I can come back.
1: Hey, you will come back, dude. Bring the dogs, motherfucker. Shit. Will, I hey, will. Hey, uh, let's go uh, check in on Sam. He's got a fly to Minneapolis. And uh, let's get out of this segment. And, uh, Ben, hey, the legend, where can people find you? You just reactivated <laughs> <on> Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on
3: Twitter <laughs>
1: now, at
3: Benjamin Simons.
1: Oh, find him baby he's got that I whole got
3: name no numbers oh yeah on this shit since 2009 um and at instagram on at bennessey bennessey with a b
1: that's a great that's one of the greatest nicknames of all time i would say i'm gonna hold on to that shit forever you should you know i wish taco boy hold <laughs> <laughs> on to his shit forever some people still come <laughs> up to me and they're like why did you why do you call sam taco boy and i'll give i'll just drop this now season three I just made that up one day He's, <laughs> You know The kid doesn't even eat tacos He eats burritos <laughs> but, but he loves that nickname As much as I love being alone Ben <laughs> Let's get out of here dude uh, Guys two broke for therapy Ben Simons And Steve And Ben We are uh, wh- what, what are we not? Therapist baby <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here Thank you guys so much for listening to Two Broke for Therapy season 3. If you made it this far, I fucking love you. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to put out more podcasts. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Ben Simons, what a fucking legend, am I right? The guy always kills me. He always like makes me leave the conversation feeling high, like like on a on a a positive level. He's so good at just doing what he does and I fucking love you Ben thank you for being on the podcast we're going to play some songs here at the end but I just want to give a couple of recommendations now that it is actually the month of April and we recorded this podcast a little bit earlier I want to give you guys a couple of things that I've been checking out Uh, number one you guys should definitely be watching Barry on HBO I think I'm going to have Lewis on the podcast just to talk about the first couple episodes in a couple weeks it's really good Bill Hader if you know him from SNL of course he played Stefan he's been in so many movies I fucking love that guy my My favorite Bill Hader character, to be honest, might be either the cop in Superbad or his character in Hot Rod. You know, that is a great fucking performance. Um, But he's basically a hitman. Uh, It's so sick. He's like a hitman that's becoming an actor. It's kind of like Boogie Nights-esque. I really do fuck with the show. You guys should definitely be checking that out. The next recommendation I'm going to give is Claro. I found her on YouTube about five months ago. You can find her, obviously, on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify. It's Claro. Figure out how to spell it. You can type it in Google, and I'm sure it will correct it. The last song I'm going to play for this week on the podcast is actually her. Um, it's a little bit of a remix. It's like a you know eight-minute long song I kind of fucked with a little bit um, and put it on Adobe. So check it out. Uh, and, yeah, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to 2 Bro for Therapy. You guys are absolutely just the best i fuck with you so heavily and you guys can always submit questions at two broke for as well as find us on twitter at tbft podcast give us a follow and send us your questions and we'll give you advice and i don't know exactly who the advice will be coming from but you know generally people try their best and that's all people really do if you ask for their advice anyway so this is a podcast where people try their best <laughs> fuck it okay bye i'll see you guys next week thank you and like i said clara
0: sorry i didn't kiss you but it's obvious i wanted to bubble gum down my throat and it's a curse but my love couldn't get any worse. Cause I swallowed the double gum. Oh, and these seven years will be pretty dumb.
3: Ben Simons and you're listening to Two Broke for Therapy.